dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Back in the building again. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Episode 171. What up, bro? What's good, man? Chilling, man. How was your week? And it was good, actually. It wasn't, wasn't too bad. Uh, solid work week. Got some shit done. Um, what else did we do this week? Uh, kids had eye appointments and doctor's appointments and got you know things accomplished got my nephew's haircut I yesterday. saw the pics yeah look. how'd that go it was cool man he he is a notorious like out of all the kids i've ever dealt with in my life he is number one on the list of stubborn like he is a <laughs> stubborn kid he my way or the highway so i thought he was gonna be a little more crying a little more i was kind of getting seasoned i had my little trimmers on by his head like you ready for a haircut this weekend you know yeah day of no he's crying <laughs> he cried the first half maybe you know i don't even say he was crying he was making the cry noise he was just <laughs> whining for probably about five ten minutes of the cut and then in the last half he started catching himself in the mirror oh started feeling himself so yeah <laughs> his first haircut first uh he had a he had a haircut when he was still in flint um somebody like cut all his hair off it wasn't growing even so they kind of like just started him over mm-hmm. but that was about three <laughs> two, two years, maybe a, almost two years of growth. Whoa! So, so it was he had a lot of hair on his head, so he looking like a little man now, a little 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 dope little three year old. Turns three next month. That's so. what's up, man. As for me this yeah. week, I got to check out my guys, Black Violin. They came back to town. They nice. were at the Schuster Center, man. If you've never been to a Black Violin show, I think I've talked about this before, man. Their show was pretty dope, man. Yeah. Like, um, actually, my brother used to play violin when he was like in like middle school, I believe. So. Like, I remember playing his violin like a guitar, and my mom would, like, beat my ass because, obviously, a violin costs a lot of money. He's taking lessons. Right. You don't want to break it. So <laughs> I always knew, like, oh, violin is a all right instrument, but, like, those dudes really put some swag on it. They got a drummer with them. Um, they got a DJ with them. So I went to that show. I saw uh, the legendary DJ Skano down yeah, there. Yeah, I man. saw him. He always... He's my go-to when, like, if I see him post a video, I know he, like... He put some time into like giving you an experience of the, of his video. So I I watched him. And he had some clips up of like the black violin dudes talking, kind of sharing their story, what they about, what they bring, you know, what they you know are their their message, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, saw some clips, man. It looked like it was turned in there. I saw hands rocking, yeah, seats, man. Seats bending. It looked like it was a good time. Yeah, it definitely was a good time. And it's always cool to see different people that come from different backgrounds come and enjoy. A, a show like that because you had like high schoolers down there, you had people my age, you had older people down there, you know yeah. what I'm saying? White people, black people, everybody was just down there vibing to some good music. And especially, you know, you t- see two brothers playing a violin, right. you know, like. And they done like, to the White House with Obama. They yeah. done, done did some real stuff. Yeah, man. And uh, the whole DJ segment, he was getting it in. So, yeah, it was, it was always a dope time. So, whenever they come to town, I'm going to definitely check them out. Dope, dope. So, also, <laughs> no, no, I'll save that. <laughs> You talked about a new show 
or a new movie that's out that you watch? Oh no, it wasn't new at all. <laughs> oh, I, I just I, I was just. Oh, it's off, new to you. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's embarrassing to say. Um, oh off, no. Off mic. Uh, before we started the pod, I had shared with Kel. I was like, "Guess what I watched this week?" And he was like, "What?" I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna save it for the pod." Nigga, I, you had me thinking like, "Oh, this nigga didn't see something brand new that just came out." So you ready? Oh gosh. I watched Paid in Full yesterday. Hey! <laughs> Money making Mitch. Please, that's your first time watching Paid in Full? First, first time watching it from start to finish without, like, I, I've seen clips of it. And when I was telling the wife, I had the, <laughs> the the part I enjoyed most, I saw, like, five memes <laughs> in the movie that, like, yeah. you know, I would see the meme and it wouldn't mean as much to me. I would just know it came from Paid in Full. I knew it was, you know, maybe the scene when it was in the car or whatever. So now watching it though, I gotta I got the whole story. So oh, man. I saw it on Netflix yesterday. I was uh, scrolling through Netflix. They got a couple of uh, gems on there. Man, I love that movie, dude. Yeah, I went ahead and watched it. Uh, it was good. Yeah, it was man. Good. <laughs> it's one of those movies that the wife doesn't allow me to watch when she's around because I quote the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, I love that movie, man. Money Making Mitch. Yeah. There's so many lines, man. Cam is epic in that. Oh, yeah. If you've never seen Cameron talk about that movie, actually, he's on the uh, Rap Radar podcast. He talks about um, making Peyton Fool mm-hmm. or whatever. So what they did is for his character – uh, Rico, yeah. as he's known in the, in the movie, um, but they would do a take and they would shoot what's on the page, and then they would do another take and basically all camera ad libbing like, "Well, what would you say?" Yeah, that means the same thing, and hmm. they would do that, and they basically did that the whole movie. Like for uh, Mitch, mm-hmm. for Ace, they basically because they said the script was just like so old, it got greenlit, but it was like slang from the 70s yeah. like but they're supposed to be the mid 80s and everything like that so put some sauce on it put some put something on it and yeah. that's that's why the movie is so iconic because of those performances in the movie so uh so, did his thing on yeah that. man it's another documentary about those guys on youtube that you should check that you should check out so man, i will yeah. i will yeah, yeah i was i was uh it was one of those moments where you you know all the stars aligned i'm like Oh, I can knock this off the list and talk about it on the pod. Yeah, man. And I can, you know, stay true to the culture. I, I, <laughs> I should have been watched that. <laughs> I almost watched Love Jones. It was next on there. You ain't never seen Love Jones? I, I think I have seen Love Jones, but I wanted to. I don't remember any of it. So that's why I was like, I'm going to watch. I think I, that, that's the one with the poetry yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I don't remember, don't remember it well enough. So I'm, hey, I'm, I'm going to watch it this week. Unpopular take. Love Jones is overrated. Unpopular yeah. take to me. Okay, okay. but the, the women love it. So yeah. yeah, I guess it's just an overrated movie. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I'm, I I can recall seeing most of that. So we'll see. I'm gonna knock out some gems. I'm trying to keep up, catch up on some of the stuff I haven't seen. You yeah, know. It got it's the winter Tate months. You know, you're in the house more. You know, it's cold outside. <laughs> Big so. facts. So this weekend, Sean Wayans from the Wayans Brothers, he was at the Dayton Funny Bone on Friday. Dope. So Thursday. Phone starts blowing up. Well, not my phone. Uh, Justin, who uh-huh. handles that account, his phone starts blowing up. Uh-huh. It's the people from the funny phone. I'm like, yeah, uh, he's cool to come in and do an interview, but <laughs> uh, it's like, but what? It's like, uh, yeah, they have a list of uh, questions to ask and not to ask. And I'm the person doing the interview. So he comes to me, he's like, do you still want to do it? I was like, yeah, that's fine. Just have them send it to me. I mean, right. if they don't want to talk about something, I won't touch on this. You know, if, if that's one thing, like if an entertainer comes and they ask you beforehand, 
or whatever, and then you decline because you really wanted to do it, yeah. it's foul to just be like, yeah, no problem. And then ambushing with the questions. Right. I would never do something like that. Right. Um, so, one, they never sent the uh, yes or no question yeah. list or whatever. The do or don'ts. Yeah, the do's and don'ts. And then they're like, they normally come about 1230 to do their interviews. They go to the other radio stations in town. They go to Live and Dayton, the, the talk show in town. Mm-hmm. Then they come here, and then, boom, they're done for the day. So they're like, all right, yeah, we'll be there. Then they hit them back like, uh, can we come earlier? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I can do it at 11. They're like, yeah, we'll be there about 11.15. I'm like, cool. So 11.15 comes and goes. Yeah. 12.30 comes and Woo! goes. <laughs> That's a big jump. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I mean, I'm here, so it's right. like no big deal or whatever. But with the do's and don'ts, I was like, all right, maybe it, maybe they'll spring that on me at the last second. So let me do some research about Sean and just like other things outside of the normal stuff yeah. that everybody knows about, knows about Dwayne's family, his history and this, that, and the third, and maybe he didn't want to talk about John Witherspoon. Maybe that right. would be a sensitive subject for him, everything yeah. like that. So did, I'm like... Did you see his rant? Or not, I'm going to call it a rant, excuse me. His uh, funeral speech? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was going in. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. going in. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched that as well. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was trying to be prepared. <laughs> yeah. and, and to be perfectly honest, like, especially like comedians that that we know, like when, when Tone comes, yeah. when DC Young Fly comes, like when these people come, like there's really no research that necessarily needs to be done because they're always in your face. There's always something going on. But for somebody like Sean Wayans who isn't uh, on social media like that, yeah. he's not like Marlon. Yeah. He's not on social media like that. And I didn't know he was, he like was on the stand-up run. Like, I exactly. Didn't, I didn't know that. So that was going to be like kind of like part of my line of questioning. And like he DJs, so I'm like, all right, well, shoot. I remember seeing in an interview saying, like, when you used to be SW1 yeah. on and Living Cover, Keller, you didn't really DJ. Like, so when did you actually become a DJ? Like, you know, just, right. Start, you know. Yeah. So I had all this shit lined up. <laughs> you and ready. the nigga didn't show. <laughs> Bruh, I was so pissed. Yikes. Pissed off. I'm like, yo, bro. Now, I <laughs> so the wife, I was telling her a million and one times how pissed I was because we went to the show. And I was saying, this nigga better be funny because I did all this research and he ain't show. <laughs> so I said that at least 20 times and that she's listening to this podcast, she's rolling her eyes because I'm saying it again. <laughs> so we went out to eat. I'm just ranting and raving about it. Mm-hmm. So we sitting in there at the Funny Bone getting ready for the show to start. And they running a little behind or whatever. And I was like, see, he better be funny because they running late <laughs> and he ain't show up for my interview. It's right. like, if you do not shut up about that, it's over. Let it go. <laughs> You wouldn't, you wouldn't let it go? Wouldn't let it. Still ain't going to let it <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. But, but he was funny. Was he? Yeah, he was good. It was yeah. good. It was a good show, man. He so seemed like, it seemed like his energy is like, he, he kind of like, to me, he'll like run through his jokes, win, lose, or draw. Like, whether they funny or not, he going to at least make you smirk or chuckle or, you know, like if you didn't enjoy it all the way, but like when he really nailed a joke, yeah. you gut bust laughing. Dude, you know? it was, he said something, obviously you don't want to ever try to quote a comedian because he'd never do it justice. Yeah. But he said something, dude, and I was weak. <laughs> I was so weak. And the people around us was, they was laughing at the joke, but then they started laughing at me because I wouldn't <laughs> stop laughing. So it was a good show. Actually, uh, you remember, matter of fact, before I ask you, have you ever seen Don't Be a Menace While Drinking and Juicing yeah. It? Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, movie yeah. you haven't seen. You, sure. remember, you remember the character Crazy Legs? The wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. 
he was uh, his opener. Really? Yeah, so Dope. I was like, man, that dude looks familiar. And then I was like, oh, that's crazy legs. And boom. It's like, yeah, I'm crazy lazy. And I was like, see? And wife be like, you just remember way too much right. information. I was like, I know. Vessel for useless yeah. knowledge, man. That's, that, that's a staple, though, in the Urban Dictionary, that don't be a mess while drinking your juice in the hood. Ashtray. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> now, we got to touch on my guy. He's still my guy because he played at Syracuse. Uh-oh. It, 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 would it maybe be the sweater you're wearing? <laughs> No, 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 no. No, he's just he's he's from the outside looking in. Okay. The My guy Dion Waiters. Okay. So you know about this a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, people not familiar with this, Dion Waiters plays for the Miami Heat. He got suspended for the first game of the regular season, contact detrimental to the team. Yeah. Yada yada yada. They got a flight heading out to LA. Let me relax. Let him chill. Let him relax. Let me, let me go ahead and let me go on ahead and open up these gummies. Got him a gummy or and, and, three uh, yeah, and, or and, five. Uh, get some rest on this plane. So he got high yeah. off the gummies, but woke up and had a seizure? Said he had like a seizure slash panic attack slash passed out is the three kind of things that I've read. Yikes. Now, all this just sounds like a bad edible story <laughs> that most people got. That's try the edible. Now, me, I've never... Had an edible in the sense of a bad edible experience. I personally have never really had the edible high that people get. But I have friends. I, I'm gonna tell this story without a name because the story is <laughs> funny as shit. So a homeboy of mine um, got like an edible brownie, and uh, for, like it was in the fridge. He was living with his cousin. So he uh, come home. It's been a couple of days, and well, you know I'm gonna have half of this brownie. Mm-hmm. Had half, you know, chilling. Wasn't coming on, wasn't feeling it. So went ahead and finished the brownie, right? Had the whole brownie. And now he's chilling in the house and they're getting hungry. So they go to a, a food spot to eat. And while they're in line, he starts like literally, literally like zoning out times 10. So he had just that day tinted his windows. Okay. So while they in line ordering food, his cousin go, hey, well, what you want? He's literally over there with his finger rubbing on the top of the window. Like, man, this is some dope tent. Like, he's just playing with the tent, playing with the tent, like lost. Like, bro, what you want? We we at the, what you want? He wouldn't say nothing. So he just ordered him something, get to the window. They go to pay. He finally turned around like, I I did a good job on this tent. You know, like, he's just (laughs) gone, 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 gone. So the, the. Maybe one day I'll share who that is, but uh, it's it's funny knowing the person to, to hear about his bad edible story. So now he won't mess with edibles from, mm. from that experience. So this sounds like either a rookie experience with edibles or someone that uh, had too much, went too hard. Too hard in the paint. too many edibles and uh, that shit getting your bloodstream. You, From what I hear, you will start panicking. Like, like the high will just... You'd be like, okay, I'm high. And then be like, okay, I'm higher. Okay, now I'm the highest. Like now, now I'm nervous. <laughs> so yeah, it gets it gets crazy out here. So sound man, like, sound oh like man. you had too many, man. Too many edibles. See, the thing is, when you well, I've only had that weekend experience with the edibles. Right. So you pro what I'm thinking what happened was he had one. And it didn't kick in as fast as he thought it would. Oh, man, I need some more. Yeah. And he took another one. Exactly. 
And then another didn't one. Didn't give it time because it digests into your you know, bloodstream, your body. So it, they say it takes about an hour, and then they say what triggers it is eating. So if you like eating on something, you're like triggering it more. So you're on a plane, probably get some peanuts, probably get some chips, you probably got some food on there, your NBA charter plane. I'm yeah. Sure, I'm sure you having your post-game meals and stuff. So you probably just started getting too faded and, and then panic attack. Faded. Something, faded. Something's faded. happening. Something happened. I need a doctor. So yeah. <laughs> Yikes! Just realize. Sounds like the, field, the edible, man. the edible story that I've heard from numerous people. So. <laughs> Some broke on social media yesterday talking yeah. about the like button is going away from IG. Your thoughts, man? That to me seems tough because there's people who make their <laughs> make money <laughs> with that like button. So you know you got you got your YouTubers, you got your streamers, you got your you know whatever else. I mean, one thing I will say though, like I look at it for my twelve year old almost and my almost eleven year old, like that like button be pressure for a kid, like validation. I, yeah, they want to be like they want to be like oh, you know when I post something and you know anniversary get two hundred three hundred likes, mm-hmm. my kids are like damn, you know. That's a lot, you know. Yeah. I'm like, not really, you know. That's just a batch, of pe- a batch of people that know me that's willing to hit the like button. Yeah. But I think for them, they growing up with this whole environment of like being liked, being an influencer, being a social media. You know, it's like we, we all wanted to be like Mike. They all want to be like the one with the 10 million followers. Right. So it's it's and that on, on that end, I'm cool with it. I I just wonder what it's going to do to people who make their money. Off that like button. So Juicy J from Three Six Mafia. Instagram getting rid of the likes. Time to go back to real life. Niggas finna spaz. <laughs> For real. That's real. Yeah. That's real. I mean, yeah. if you look at it, how there was a wave on YouTube where if you caught that wave and you were a popular YouTuber mm-hmm. doing reviewing games, clothes, sneakers, makeup, whatever, you made millions of dollars. Yeah. Like, there was a wave, and then they changed the algorithm, and then they changed the payout structure, and then, like, oh, shit, I was getting paid. Now I'm not getting paid. So right. I had to change and do my influencing. I had to become a brand ambassador or yeah. whatever the case yeah. may be. So then Instagram blew up. So you got your Instagram and you had your YouTube. So you're, you're telling people to check out your YouTube page because that's still getting you a little bit of money, but you're getting money because you're saying, all right, use my promo code. Kev Nash at blah 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 right. to get ten percent off of this or whatever. Right. So now that this is gonna happen, like how is that? Like you said, how is it gonna affect these influencers? Yeah. Quote unquote influencers. And, and and then it seems, you know, that the more like I never really like super super studied this, but I have read on it a little bit. It seems like you know when you post something, the certain times you post it matters. Yes. How engaging you are. Like if people are commenting and you just hitting the like button back. You know, it's different than the like button, a reply, and yes. an at at them back, you know, whatever. Like, that will increase the momentum of your post. It yeah. will start reaching more people. Yeah. So um, if, if you can't like it to grow it, you know, how is it going to grow? How is the post going to, you know, everybody's post becomes even keel. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true because uh, we had a conference about this, about social media and how to use it and what times to post and what to post and what not to post um, using like Facebook's features, built-in features, mm-hmm. help people see your post more. 
excuse me. Um, so like if you use the uh, the go live feature, if you use the share button actually on the app, yeah, it gets seen more. So they have algorithms built in. So like say uh, say you're a person that um, I don't know like uh, and your like captions help as well. Like right, everything right. helps. Like on Instagram, say you're a person. How, how many hashtags? What hashtags? Yeah, what hashtag? What you're actually saying? Um, it it helps it get seen more because you know. Your timeline isn't in chronological order. Yeah. It's just like it's a, a type of algorithm. So, yeah. like if you post something and like, man, that got ten likes. What the hell? Then you post a different picture, a different time, talking about a totally different thing. Gets sixty likes. It's like they're trying to get rid of that because they they want people just to be people. But you know, maybe it's the algorithm that's causing people to be like this. Exactly, and then that's what. That's that is it. I think the algorithm is causing the people to be like this. So I wanted to say this, man, real quick before we move to the next one. Uh, Stephen A. Yeah, he got paid. Breaking the bank. Hey, Stephen A. Man, shout out to Stephen A. He uh he had a nice little post. I just wanted to read it. I thought yeah, it yeah. was dope and a little motivational. Let me get it up. He says, um, <clears throat> for the Jay Z's, LeBron, Shaqs, and others, I don't consider them the American dream. I consider me the American dream. You got a one in a billion shot to be them, but you can be me. You can go to school, you can work hard, and you can make it and be a Stephen A. Yes, sir. That's dope. That's dope. Yes, sir. Stephen A. Man, he come from the, he come from the bottom. Yeah. In uh, Queens, New York. Yeah. Got a almost an eight million per year deal with ESPN, man. So he out here eating, Bruh. All he to do is talk. He get to talk shit every day. Talk about sports. shit. It's dope. Talk sports. Eight mil. Man, oh man, that's dope, yeah, man. Yeah. Like to to see somebody like, you know, you, we've seen Stephen A. on TV for a long time. Yeah, and to see him because if you remember, he had a uh, a show. Quite frankly, yep, on yep, ESPN, yep. he left ESPN, and I don't. It was just doing radio for a second, mm-hmm. and then came back on the ESPN. Yeah, when he was with Skip Bayless, right. and then that's when things really took, took off. Yeah, he took off then because him and Skip, I think, was it, it was the TV, the sports, the morning TV for me that I hated to watch, but I always tuned in. Like you tuned in because you wanted to hear it, but at some point, Stephen A. or Skip would get on your nerves, and you gotta turn it. Oh man, the Skip Bayless, <laughs> dude! Like I got my opinions about popular athletes, but his are just asinine. Yeah, half of the time, man. <laughs> We got to talk of sports. We're going to keep on the sports topic, yeah, man, definitely. because uh, Chase Young from the Ohio State University. Oh, I.O. Oh, no. Man, oh, man. <laughs> Chase, man, he, uh, man, the NCAA is their biggest problem, man. They are their biggest problem. I, so, for those that don't know, Chase Young had a family friend. Mm-hmm. Now, we all got family friends. We all got people that we are connected to. That might be, you know, on the same trails of life as us or in the same world or same space that we have grew outside of that. Like, for instance, me and OP met as adults, mm-hmm. but we like brothers now. You yeah. know, we we got a huge relationship. So he had a family friend that he loaned some money or that he borrowed some money from, paid it back in full. Paid in full. And uh, about to get four games, they're saying, right? Yeah, man, four games. That's the rest of the season, isn't it? That's the rest of the regular season yeah. for sure. Um, it's just messed up because he gets a loan from a family friend to get uh, to fly his girlfriend 
out to the Rose Bowl last season and put her, have her in a hotel and everything like that. You know, your family and friends and loved ones should be able to see you succeed. Man, they it, should be able to see you play the game you love. And the thing about it is the NCAA is making millions and billions of dollars off these athletes. And what they want to say in return is this is amateur athlete, a, amateur athletics, Yeah, which it is not. It, you know, it's people like, okay, you could take uh, Willie Taggart, mm-hmm. head coach of Flo- former head coach of Florida State. He just got fired last week. They have to pay him $15 million to buy out his contract. Mm-hmm. So Coach Willie Taggart did a bad job because they weren't winning enough games, but yet and still, he's still going to walk away with $15 million. Right. This kid doing an outstanding job for the university and for his team gets nothing. Yeah. Gets gets suspended four games for flying his girlfriend out to watch him play a game. And how how many chartered planes did the NCAA bring to the Rose Bowl? How many family members got to come watch this dude play and his own family members can't come? You yeah, know exactly. And what's even more interesting, I think, is the one of the top, if not number one, prospects in college football and one of the top, if not number one, prospects in college basketball. Might be a Brown or a, a Bengal, yeah. Chase Young. Both get in trouble on the same day. Dude. For the same, you know, type shit. It's, it's it, crooked, man. Yeah, the, the NCAA is going to bury themselves. You know, it's going to take one of these stars to uh, head to an HBCU. Big facts. And it's going to be smoking the city. We got my guy, Justin Kenner, on the pod right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one, that one. We were just talking about Stephen A. Smith. You know Stephen A. a little bit. He just signed a new deal with ESPN, about to get $8 million. You making $8 million? You work for ESPN? Well, with as much as I'm here, you'd think I'd be making about that much. <laughs> uh, but no, he absolutely should get that money because they're literally, and I shouldn't say they're, I mean, they're not using them. He loves I, he loves everything he does. You can see, I mean, the guy works harder than anybody. I yeah. hate when people bash him and say that they overpay him. They don't pay the guy enough. I mean, he's making $8 million. you got to understand the money that the NBA TV deal, I mean, they spend a lot of money to get the NBA rights, right. but you got to understand they're not dropping billions of dollars if they're not getting billions of dollars in return. So trust right. me, Stephen A is a big part of that. He, when you think of NBA and you yeah. think of ESPN, he's the first person I think of. Absolutely. Yeah, man, and you have a little little bit of a relationship with Stephen A. He's funnier than hell. Like, I, he intimidates me because at first, whenever uh, we had asked him to cut some liners for the show, and uh, I sent it to him and stuff, and we get a call, and he goes, it's Stephen A. I said, what the hell? He's Because he gave me a call. Yeah. And I said, well, this is Stephen A. Smith. Now, like, I'm, so now I'm nervous because I'm like, because, you know, I'm nervous talking to him if I ask him something in the wrong way or if I say something in the wrong. Mm-hmm. No, he's funnier than hell. He was cutting some liners for us, and he goes, well, I want some background information. I'll cut some liners for your show, but I need to kind of know a little bit more about you. So he was asking about me, asking about Schlemmer. Yeah. And uh, he cut some stuff making fun of me for being a Browns and a Bengals fan. Because <laughs> everyone knows my feeling on Cowboys fans, but you're a Cowboys fan and a Browns fan. <laughs> right. <laughs> and nice. Mark Schlemmer, you're, a, you're something about a Beng- being a crazy Bengals fan, too. Yeah. With Marvin Lewis as your head coach and Andy Dalton as your quarterback, which, of course, now that's in the wind. So that promo is outdated. At this point. <laughs> we still air it because it's Stephen A. Smith. So sure. he is cutting some stuff, going to be ripping UD for. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's bring that up. Wright State got their win on last night. They beat Miami of Ohio. 88-81. They beat my brother's alma mater, Central State, for opening night. So, Wright State is 2-0. So, you have a campaign. You have something going on in your show. You're trying to get this. What what did they even call it? The Gem City Jam. Gem City Jam. Mm -hmm. When Wright State and 
UD played basketball. Imagine yeah. that. Two yeah. schools in the same city playing a basketball game. That not are, even what, 10, 10 miles, miles apart. apart. Yeah, not even 10 miles apart. So tell us about this, what you're trying to get going. Look, and the thing is, look, this is a UD town. Wright State can get to the final four or five straight years. They can, hell, they can win two national titles. This is still going to be UD City. It's yeah. never going to change. So I'm not one of those acting like, you know, I'm not being that much of a homer to sit there and say, this should be Wright State City. No. Right. Wright State doesn't try to be UD. Wright State doesn't try to say, oh, everything they do, they don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, man, you see that arena they got? Man, what do we got to do to get one of those? They're not trying to be UD. But they right. like a new arena, of course they would. But you right. see my point. Like right. They're not trying to be UD. They're not trying to go get an Obi Toppin. They're not trying to get an Anthony Grant. For one, I think Wright State has the better coach of the two to begin with. That's not a shot at AG. I just think that Coach Nagy has done more with less. You look at Wright State's budget. They spend $3 million a year. On their on their basketball program, three million, which sounds like a lot of money. Yeah. But you look at UD, who spends seven point six million on their basketball program. Mm. Mm. That's right up there. Up. They have a budget, <laughs> that, and this is why everyone like tries to tell me like you don't understand. Look at all the money they spend on basketball. Look at the budget that they have. They're not mid major. They're high major. I said, fine, you can have that budget, but you're in the A10. So why aren't you dominating the A10? Right. You're trying to sit here and talk all this shit about how great you are, but you can't win the A10. Oh, the A-10's been down the last couple of years, but they were still a multi-bid league. You can't brag about being a multi-bid <laughs> league when you're not one of the teams in the NCAA tournament, right? State's been to more postseasons the last couple of years than UD has, so we're going to sit here and have that conversation. Yeah, yeah. My point is this. All the talk of why they won't play him, they opened up that brand-new arena, and they talk about how difficult it is in scheduling. You know, Neil Sullivan, the athletic director, oh, it's so hard. <laughs> no one wants to come play at UD Arena. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life because keep in mind, you're an A-10 school. You're a mid-major school. You have a beautiful arena. Don't get me wrong. But no one's lining up to play Wright State at the Nutter Center. Right. right. And you right. know why? Because they're mid-major. It's not like, oh, you're so good, no one wants to play you. It's just because you're an A-10 school. Exactly. Ohio State went to play at Cincinnati last year. They had the home-and-home -home series that they did, and, of course, they're talking about doing it again. Bottom line is the UD tries to pretend to be something that they are not. Yeah. And you could be better than Wright State, and they are. They should be. Yeah. You have a budget that is like more than double what Wright State spends on their basketball program, but yet Wright State's having just as equal a success as the as, as UD in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. That should never happen. I know I'm going on a rant, but those two teams <laughs> should play. Yes. Wright State wants to play. Yes. They are willing to play. Now, they're not begging to play. They're not coming out in the public and saying, UD, please play us. But I have it on good record that Wright State reached out about doing a charity game for the Oregon District shootings, mm. and UD said no. Mm, 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 mm. And then their cocky-ass athletic director goes to the media and says, well, we don't need to do a charity game because, oh, well, we're invested into this community 365 days a year. Yikes. That's a horrible line to horrible. say. because and, uh, He's a good guy. I don't think I'm probably spinning that, but let's be honest. That still, I don't care how, I mean, uh, even in the nicest of ways, that still sounds like, that still sounds like, screw you. We invest all year long. We don't need to do a charity game. We're too good to do a charity game. That's how I took it. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely, yeah. I definitely take it that way as well, especially the Oregon district is where your student body goes to hang out. So exactly. that could have been students mm -hmm. that go to your university. And, you know, forget the whole beef thing. It would just be great for the city. It'd be something That's it. the whole city would turn out for. You know, if it's at the Nutter Center, if it's at UD Arena, if it's at Dunbar High School, if it's at the Croc Center, it's going to pack the place. And, yeah. Like, you talk about a charity, like, I don't think anything in this community would bring more money to the victims and to help with the tornadoes than that type of matchup. Right, I think West so. Virginia, sorry, real quick, West Virginia and Duquesne did a charity game for the Oregon District shooting. Bob not Huggins. Just, not just two out-of-city teams, two out-of-state teams. Duquesne? Right. I think it was Duquesne. Yeah, it was yeah. Duquesne and West Virginia. They did a charity so a, game. So, an 8-10 school <laughs> yeah. and a Big 12 school. 
I mean, I'm just like you. Uh, it just that frustrates me, and yeah. just the cockiness and the arrogance of we invest. You know, we invest 365 days a year. Sometimes I feel like in this in 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 the world, some of our best leaders get in the way of leading. Yeah, by just they can't remove themselves from like I'm in charge or I got to be the the one that's putting this together or like whatever the emotions be. You you miss good moments for a city, for universities, for an area, for a mid major. You know thing you know you miss those moments because you don't want to you know say yes to a, a simple a simple practice turned into a charity game yeah complain about scheduling i agree it's tough but if you have an annual matchup with right state every single year that's one less game that you have to worry about scheduling and you know what i mean like mm-hmm. th- that's just what is crazy to me you're you come to the meeting you complain oh it's so hard to schedule it's so hard to schedule you're your own enemy. Yeah, you're not you're creating your own problems, your ego. Yep. They think that they are up there with the Cincinnati Xaviers and Ohio State. We beat Ohio State in the NCAA tournament a few years ago. Yeah, well, Loyola made it all the way to the Final Four, and no one looks at them as a powerhouse. So <laughs> right. let's stop with that. You're a Cinderella team. If you are considered a Cinderella story, you are not a power. You're not a legit program. Not legit. That's a wrong. wrong you're not viewed as one of the big boys. For right. instance, how many times is Syria? And I'm not taking shots here. How many times is Syracuse? <laughs> been a double digit, how many times have they been a double-digit seed as of late? Oh, a lot. They were just in the first four. That year they went to the first four, they got to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Did anyone sit there and say, oh my God, Syracuse is a, a, a first four team with a Cinderella story run to the... No. Because Syracuse is looked at as, they didn't have that great a season, they still you know, snuck their way into the tournament, and they do what Syracuse does yeah. because they're a high major program, they have that credibility. UD goes to the Sweet 16... They're a Cinderella story. You are not looked at as one of the big boys. So stop. You could view yourself that way, but right. stop holding yourself as if you're better than everybody exactly. else. Last point on this. The biggest thing about the whole UD Wright State thing, they always talk about scheduling and they're in the Horizon League. It'll mess up our strength of schedule and everything mm-hmm. like that. But when you look at UD's schedule, they play Detroit, who is also in the Horizon League. Makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. You can play that team from the Horizon League, but not – the best team, well, one of the top tier teams in the Horizon League. Well, they're the best team this year, but I will, hope say, so. yeah. <laughs> I will say this. A lot of love out here, rocking the man bun. Roddy Rod. We what had Roddy Anthony, Raiders. Yes, sir. We had Anthony Grant on the show last week, and we straight up asked him, hey, do you do your own scheduling? Does your athletic director do the scheduling? Who does your scheduling? Oh, me and my staff, we do the scheduling, and Neil Sullivan signs off on it. I'm like, okay, cool. So we do. I'm Scott Nagy. I'm with Bob Grant, the athletic director. I'm approaching you. We want we want to you know bring back the the Gem City Jam. We're interested in playing. Yeah, Anthony Grant, what do you say? Well, you know you got to understand that you know everything we do scheduling wise is done to help us build for the NCAA tournament and blah blah blah. That's a fine answer. Yeah, just say Wright State doesn't help us get there. Stop with the political bullshit right. because then I followed up with and that's and I said and that's fair. I said but we also get a lot of questions of as when looking at your schedule, you play a lot of opponents that are worse than how right states perceived you played detroit out of the horizon league if you're going to play a school from the horizon league why play the bottom of the barrel team in the in the conference when yeah. you have a team that's top three every year preseason mm-hmm. polls and and where they end up finishing and then he goes into well once again everything's about you know scheduling for the ncaa tournament and all that and i said okay so if they came up to you and said we want to play will you sign off on it and he goes well that's not up to me i don't handle the scheduling the athletic director <laughs> does I said, I just spun you in a complete circle, and you just proved my point. You're all a bunch of 
I don't know if you guys swear on this podcast. We I'm do. Sure They're a bunch of pussies, man. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. And I love Anthony Grant. And then him and I have had a talk before. I said, if I ever say anything that sounds anti-UD, for one, I'm not a UD guy. I said, I'm more pro-right state. But I believe that this matchup should happen. He said he understood. He probably said idiot when he hung up the right. phone. But, I mean, at least I told him. said, hey, yeah. this isn't personal. I don't know you, your family. I don't think you're a bad guy, but all my opinions are based on sports and sports alone. But they're being a bu- UD's being a bunch of pussies yeah. about this. And you saw no the trophy. Reason. You saw the trophy. Yeah, Schlemmer and I, we keep going to pick up the trophy from, you know, a friend of Schlemmer's that has it. And, uh, in fact, I went to Wright State the other day. Their athletics department has one as well. UD's 5-3 and three against Wright State in the past. And I was joking, saying that, look, really the reason that they won't go to the Nutter Center and play is not because, oh, we don't want to put fans in the seats of the Nutter Center. That was never a concern in the four and the three times you've played there in the past. Yeah, Wright State's two and one against UD at at the Nutter Center. That's why they don't want to go there. And by the way, that Indiana State bullshit that they scheduled for their home opener that should have been a Wright State game, if you Backs. ask me. Yeah, yeah. But now I know why they didn't want Wright State on last night. Indiana State almost beat them. They had two chances. They had two shots at a three to beat UD at the buzzer last night. And they didn't. And that's a bad team. Indiana State's not a good team. Oh, they beat Indiana last year. Once again, it's just like UD. You went yeah. to the Sweet Sixteen. You're not looked at as a legit Sweet 16 team. You're a Cinderella team. Right. I ain't playing that game. Yeah. You got me going, man. You got me I all see, I see you. Uh, one more topic before you get up out of here. Uh, Chase Young suspended. <laughs> before. I know we got different opinions about this because I know we talked about this before. This is an ambush. I knew it. So. <laughs> no, no. This is, hey, this is your thoughts. What do you feel about Chase Young's situation? Ain't no extra chair in here. Stan. <laughs> Keep in mind. <laughs> there you go. I said this to a listener the other day. Because they, they wanted to do this pity party for Chase Young, and I don't feel bad for Chase Young at all. Because when you sign as an athlete, you take these compliance classes. You know exactly what you are supposed to do and you are not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So this whole ignorance of the law bullshit ain't going to fly on this because you knew the rules. You knew that you fucked up by taking that money. And I don't want to hear the justification for taking it. I get it. There's a lot of people that come from different backgrounds. I completely understand that. But as an athlete, you know the rules. And if you purposely break those rules, knowing that there is a chance that it can come back and bite you in the ass and your teammates, it's a selfish move. Oh, but oh yeah, how dare him want to have his family go watch him in the road? I don't care if he took out a loan to buy Christmas presents for poor children. I don't really care (laughs) what the reasoning was. You broke the rule knowing you broke the rule. And I just, it's not like I want everyone to hate him. I just want more people to put the blame and hold the athlete accountable at times because we blame the agents, we blame the schools, we blame the recruiters, and we do all this, but then we sit there and act like these kids are dumb. These kids are not dumb. Right. They're not stupid. They They're not walking risk. around drooling, right? They are walking around very intelligent. He's not stupid. I, oh, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. He, Because he wanted her to come out there, he knew exactly who to go to to get the money. Mm-hmm. So, yes, what he did technically is wrong. Yes. Like, we can go all around the uh, bush like I was talking with Kev about you know, Willie Tiger got fired, but yeah, and long he's gonna walk away with fifteen million dollars because his contract got terminated. You know, though, though Chase Young being suspended for taking money is, I think, is a separate issue. Yes, what he did is wrong, but the, I think what people, at least I look at it as the whole college sports as a whole is a jacked up situation. Yeah, it's just a peas in a pod. You look at it this way, you can say, well. This coach is getting paid X million dollars. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit is getting paid millions of dollars. ESPN is paying the NCAA millions of dollars. And then you look at an athlete saying, hey, man, I want to have my mom and my girlfriend come out watch the game. I took some money. Bad. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shit. Hell, we can look at the Urban Meyer situation. 
he got suspended, what, three or four games three, last yeah. year? Three games for the whole situation with the wide receivers coach. Mr. Zach Smith. Zach Smith <laughs> getting suspended with Zach Smith. So he got suspended less time for some his coach going rogue than this kid taking money. So he it's just je- like he got jelly dongs delivered to his office, <laughs> Zach Smith did. Yeah, it's just, it's 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 hypocrisy. It's it's a unfair balance of who gets punished and who doesn't get punished. Yeah. It's also when people get punished. It's how they get punished. You know one it's, thing I've always wondered? Who's the whistleblower? I've always wondered, why when they like vacate wins, they never vacate the losses that they gave to people? Right. You don't do that, and you sure don't <laughs> vacate the money. Right. You still, like, kept, you still kept that money. Like, uh, it's, uh, like uh, UNLV, they got like a whole bunch of wins vacated for the old school days with Tarkanian coaching them or whatever. You didn't vacate all that money they made the NCAA. Like, it's just yeah. like... It's like the NCAA is crooked, man. They just, just erasing crooked. the page in the history book. But, but I think you can have. action still happen. I could be on both sides of that. I tell people all the time, I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, rules are rules. I mean, wherever you work, where we work, how many times we complain about how shit's run? Right. So there's always going to be those that talk about how shit's run. In the NCAA, it's horrible how it's run. But keep in mind, there's not a gun to this kid's head telling him you've got to play college football. You right. want to. You got to follow the rules. And I say this all the time. I don't have kids, but if I had kids, I'm not going to say, all right, now sit down. We're going to have a little <laughs> talk about the rules. You follow rules, but if you think they're stupid, just break them anyways. Right. Like, that's my point is this isn't about, we can, that's a separate argument about the NCAA and how they run stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. It's absolutely stupid. I do think it's pathetic that we're going through all this because he tried to get a loan to help to have his girlfriend come out and watch him play in the biggest game of his career to that point. Right. I agree a thousand percent, but you can't do it. Like, you can't. You you just can't do it. Like I'm, in radio, we can't sit there and go make a deal personally with another right. business and just give them free pub on the radio without our company making money. Right. Well, that's stupid. I think that's a dumb rule. I'm going to do it anyway. Oh yeah. Well, you're fired and all that. So like, you know what I mean? We don't do it. We think it's I, dumb. I say I say it all the time. Two th- two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So he, I agree with you. We're not dis. I don't think we're disagreeing here. But all I'm saying is, is we put too much pressure on the universities, on the recruiters, and all this. And I just get tired of because we were all in college once. We weren't college athletes. At 18, we were adults. Yeah. We were treated like adults at 18. Why would student athletes do we act like these kids are like drooling and that they have no brain of their own and like they don't know what they're doing? They know what they're doing. In fact, the compliance classes tell them what to do, what not to do. It doesn't right. mean that, you know, and that's a security thing for the NCAA to say, hey, they know better. They took this class and signed the contract. But he knew better. And he, I mean, Urban Myers come out on Fox Sports saying, look, he made a mistake. He put out on social media that he made a And everyone's pissed about the suspension. He didn't break any rules. Well, then why is everyone saying he's made a mistake if he didn't break any rules? Yeah, to begin with? It could be at, a dumb rule, but he broke it. At 18, 19 years old, we've all broken the rule and just, mm-hmm. did, Big just didn't get caught. I'm not saying <laughs> acting like I'm perfect, but when right. I have gotten trouble, I own it. I don't yeah. sit there and go and ask for a pity party on social media. It just, it is what it is. My point is, is, just Chase Young should just know better. Like, you're, you're going to risk a lot. Now, this might be minor, or it can come out as being a lot more. A family friend that you met right before your freshman year at Ohio State. Like, it happens all, to be an yeah. agent. So, at the end of the day, <laughs> what if this turns into more? A fucking tattoo led to the demise of Jim Trestle, who's one of the most highly morally respected people out and, there. I mean, we can go to the Ohio State angle of this because Terrell Pryor was hated then and his hate is now. Mm-hmm. But Chase Young, since he's this like this great football, I mean TP was great too. But like Chase Young is on a different level and doesn't always seem to be in shit. 
like mm-hmm. Terrell Pryor was. Yeah. Like if you you look at these two individuals, and it's it's funny they both wore number two. But <laughs> if you look at these two individuals, like TP's hated, Chase Young's being held on a pedestal. But if this crumbles the program, say like, oh, this whole season is vacated. Fans will turn their back on his ass with the quickness. And oh, that yeah. was my point about you are risking that. As an athlete, you know if you take that money, you are risking. I mean, oh, my teammates. I love my teammates. Do you? Right. Because when you took that money, you wanted some pussy probably. So that's why you did that because you wanted to get <laughs> over the Rose Bowl. Which, by the house when I get done. More in-house. power right. to you, dude. More power to you. But look. There's always justification. Everything, every decision in life we make, there's we justify it yeah. somewhere or another. But it doesn't mean that you are immune to the, you know, to what comes to everything that comes falling down and, on you. With. And people can relate to saying, "Oh man, I just want my girlfriend to come out and watch me play." Versus, oh, "I wanted some new ink." Like it's just a relatable thing. Right, like it's right. just like, well, fucking tattoo here is about a tattoo. But like, oh man, your girlfriend seeing you playing mm-hmm. the Rose Bowl, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's a relatable thing. So and was it really his girlfriend? We don't even know the. I don't even know what's true and what's not. I heard it was <laughs> right. to get the Could family out there, then the girlfriend out there. Some new booty met at Club Ice last you week. You already know. <laughs> like, man, I'm about to, I'm about to stun on her. I'm about to get her flued out. Stun on her real quick. You know, you say wife, that might tug on the heartstrings even more, but it's right. just your girlfriend. Fiance. Like, it's <laughs> crazy, there you go. That's the word you should have used. <laughs> so, that, that's all. That was my biggest frustration with it. At first, I was like, oh, the NCAA being stupid once again. But, you know, at the end, you know, the, the one story that. Everyone should be pro athlete. The kid from Memphis, yes, because this was not a kid making a mistake in regards to oh I'm going to accept this knowing that it could fuck me over later. Penny Hardaway didn't even know that he was going to be in the head coaching scene when he got you know at the time that he made that decision to help that kid move. That's where that's messed up. Now I'm more against the NCAA on that, and I mean I'm against the NCAA on the Chase Young thing too. But like Chase Young's not a victim here, in my opinion. He is not a victim because you you knew the rules. The rules could be stupid, but you purposely broke them. Yeah. And now you're you're you know being held accountable for it. And most athletes, I'm not saying him, they're entitled. They've been told they're great their entire life. They're used to people kissing their ass because you know you have recruiters kissing their ass. You have yeah. friends trying to be their friends just because they're great. You have family friends sucking <laughs> up me. because if you make it big, they want your money down the road. Everyone tells you how great you are your entire life, and then the first time this kid's probably been told no is right now, and everyone's losing their mind. That's the problem I have with athletics. That's why I hate covering sports because. The athletes drive me nuts. Watching their personalities change over the decade has just been like, what in the world? Like, this isn't like back in the day where everyone just played for the love of the sport. Right. But the now money also. business, yeah. The yeah. money's. Big kinda, business. Yeah. Big <laughs> business, man. That's what it is first and foremost now. It it's like. always about the money. No question about that, man. Well, there it is. Another episode in the books. You yeah. Can't Make This Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. We out till next week. Peace.